season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. I blacked out. Can somebody tell me what just happened? Please, what just happened? Four to three. The night that Sal Freelich introduced himself to Milwaukee in Major League Baseball. Oh my goodness. I don't think it's hyperbole, and I know I've not been on this earth for a long time, but I don't think it's hyperbole where you can say that might be the greatest major league debut for a position player in Brewers history, as in just everything attached to it, right? You've got the best team in baseball in town. You've got... An incredible, incredible opportunity in this Central Division in a race with the Reds. Every game matters. You're really filling a role the Brewers need desperate help in and offense out of a corner outfield spot. You're making your debut against, you know, the best at his position on the other side and Ronald Acuna Jr. It, it's so many factors into this game. And Sal Freelich goes three for three. Three singles, two RBIs, including the game winner on a sack fly. He's only the third Brewer ever, ever, and the first in nearly 50 years to have three hits in his MLB debut. My goodness. What a night. What a night for Sal. We'll hear from him a little bit later. We'll get some highlights as well. But Jeff Cirillo, as you as I welcome you in here, man, I'm speechless. And I can't imagine what Sal's feeling like right now. And he admitted pregame there were going to be butterflies. I think all of those butterflies are long gone at this point. What an introduction to the show. Right. I mean, just a floating experience. Uh, couldn't be more proud of the kid. Uh, and just it's just one of those ones he puts a smile on your face and just the hum- humility that he had after the game and doing the interview. And I'm, look, I mean, this is a guy that's getting interviewed by the local press guy at AAA, AA, and, uh, and now you're getting interviewed by Ken Rosenthal after the game for the 39,000 fans. I mean, just one of those ones you cannot script it. And I, I just really feel like that little block ball, that little block base hit he got in his first at bat really got him going, just eases, eases the temperature. Like, all right, you got a major league hit. It's like there's a, there's a lot of milestones that you got to get. Always a big one, right? And, uh, and for him to get that one in the, in the second inning was a huge, huge lift. Uh, it created such a great game for him all around. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You can call. You can text. We'd love to hear from you tonight. We've got an hour-long show with you. And I mean, this first segment's all about Sal Freelich, man. I mean, first of all, Jeff, take me into your big league debut. What's it going to be like, you know, for a player of, you know, his family's trying to get to town. He's getting the tickets lined up. He's trying to get familiar with his new surroundings. Take me into everything you've got to check off in a big league debut before you even actually step in the box and get your uniform on. Uh, the first, I mean, the first thing is really you're just floating. Um, you know, it's one of those ones you just when you're when you're a kid, you just kind of get one day in the major leagues, and now it's almost like your dream and reality are kind of coming slamming together. You know, it was great that he was put into the bo- into the into the game right off the bat. Uh, but there's a lot of things, right? There's so many firsts, and there's so many things you you kind of forget in the process. And then when you look back and slow it down, and you kind of or retake the day but the one thing that, that i remember duffy dyer being in boston and he was giving me the signs yeah i'm sure i got him he's like yeah you got him right i'm like yeah sure got him 
uh, because you don't got them, right? You just, everything is just so new novelty and just, I can't, that's the only way I can express it is basically your dream and reality are coming crashing together. It was an incredible night for him. And my favorite thing about tonight, as far as the performance on the field, it was exactly what we've been saying about Sal since he was drafted. And I talked to a scout before the game today, and I just said, you know, if you were, for your club, explaining who this kid is who's never seen him before, how would you explain it? He is that annoying thorn that is in every lineup that you cannot take a breather against. Because if you take a breather against him, you hang something down the middle, it's not coming back. And if you make a good two-strike pitch, it doesn't matter. He's the kind of guy that can put it wherever he wants. And we saw that perfectly in those first two at-bats, right? A squib little opposite field. I don't know why the Braves were shifting him. That was dumb. But they shifted him. He gets an infield hit. And then his next at-bat, another 1-2 count. Yanks one down the first baseline. Using the entire infield, he added another single through the left side for an RBI knock. And then, of course, a line drive sack fly. He is comfortable with two strikes. It's no big deal against big league pitching in big moments it's not that easy, and he made it look so easy tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking to texting with Vinny Bertino, and I'm like, man, who does he remind me? It's like he reminds me of Brett Gardner, like that same little pass. I think the scout nailed it with a little bit of juice to the inner half and just the ability to block that ball on those on those really tough pitches from right-handers that are down. You know, a lot of pitchers, when a guy can handle that, that his best sinker, his best fastball down and away, and is able to do something with it, you know, then then there's a different that's a different book, right? And so I, I don't know why they were shifting him as way as were, but but good for us and uh and just the plays that he made. He just looked very comfortable in the field, looked comfortable in his skin, looked comfortable giving an interview. So and I just think that the Brewers just doing a tremendous job of of bringing these guys up and and acclimating them in spring training and getting them around major league players. So when the lights do come and that dream and reality hit you know, there is a familiarity with the ball club. It's been a, an amazing stretch for the crew. Quality of baseball, contributors up and down. Let me get to a few texts here before we take our first break of the evening. This one's uh, from Jerry in Bayview. Crew surprised America on baseball night in America. Wow, wow. I mean, yeah, the, you, you add in the fact that this was on Fox tonight. You had Adam Amin, Tom Verducci, and Ken Rosenthal in the house. It felt like a big game. He had 40,000 rocking fans here. That was awesome. Josh in Milwaukee. I feel like we just watched a postseason game. The pitching did what it does, and we manufactured four runs to win. Freelich will have his struggles, but I was losing it all night watching his performance. The future is bright. Uh, this is maybe uh, one of my favorite texts here from the 901 area code. Six innings into his MLB debut, Freelix autograph is already worth more than five euchres. Just kidding. Kind of. Sort of. Maybe. That's a good text there as well. A few more texts coming in a little bit later on. I want to remind you, though, for everybody listening, our thanks to Fifth Third Bank for sponsoring Brewers Extra Innings all season long. A local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank, also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in this area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed, just like Sal Freelick. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. More with Jeff and your texts and calls, 855-616-1620. After this on WTMJ. 
Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Jimenez deals, swinging a liner to right. It's going to be caught. Here comes the throw. Here comes the runner, and he's in there. The ball got by Murphy. What a moment for Sal and Willie. The Brewers go-ahead sack fly in the eighth inning. Man, what a night. Uh, Brewers win 4-3. to three. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ, your home of the Brewers, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Real quick, uh, normally we do the uh, player of the game in this segment. I don't think we need to waste any time here, right, Jeff? No. No, player of the week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he deserves it, and, and, and it should be the South Atlantic Award for the month. It's been an incredible night for him and a lot of fun to, to watch. He is obviously the player of the game, which is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. And let's be honest. Yes, Sal stole the show today, and he was incredible, and he was awesome, and he was so much fun. Adrian Hauser delivered a quality start where he really only made one mistake. He delivered a quality start against the best offense in baseball, and we cannot let that be ignored as he tied his career high with 10 strikeouts tonight. Sal Freelich had himself a night, but don't ignore the fact that so did Adrian Hauser. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a guy that gave three runs early, but I mean, it's 10 runs. And even the ball that Riley hit for a home run, I mean, this guy's really hot. And sometimes when you face major league hitters that are hot who have that kind of juice in their bat, I mean, it wasn't a bad pitch. He took his best sinker and golfed it out to left field. This guy's been a great, great find. And I mean, a, a nice uh, reclamation project really from last year, maybe the last couple of years. And he's really uh, given them a shot in the arm this year. And so um, he deserves to be in that rotation. And, and he gave, gave them the six innings that they were looking for with less than three runs. And, again, if the Brewers are going to win games, they need to score four runs. And, yes, they scored four runs yesterday and lost. But on a night where good pitching held up, especially the bullpen, and once again the Brewers got to that magic number. They're now 46-10 and 10 when they score four runs. And, the reason why that's so important is because the pitching staff is consistently keeping the opponent under that number. And now the scoreless streak for the bullpen, it got stressful in the ninth, is up to 27 and two-thirds consecutive innings without a run scored. This is mind-blowing stuff that the bullpen has not allowed a run in the second half and even going back to the last game of the first half. I can't remember seeing any bullpen do a stretch like this in the regular season and, and to be this effective against quality opponents in games the Brewers most need them. This has got to give you so much confidence moving forward. Well, I, I think it's just the hats off to, to Craig Council, the way he handles those guys, Matt Arnold, and also Chris Hook, right? I mean, these guys are uh, a little bit reclamation projects, right? Pagero, Piomps are guys that really could have almost been had for, for, for anything, right? Um, and now these guys are are laid in and bullpen stoppers, right? And so you get to that sixth inning with the Brewers have the lead. To scouting reports, if, if you're managing on the other side, you're like, look, you know, they got some, their, their bullpen is, is is three deep, and it goes deeper than that, obviously. But they've established that it's uh, Baguero, Piams, and hand it over to Williams. It's been, and you, you saw it forming, right, in the sixth inning with both of them 
Uribe and Piguero loosening. And even Uribe wasn't going to be a bad option for the seventh inning if the Brewers were still trailing, but then Freelich helped tie it up when Winker scored. So you knew it was going to be Piguero. You knew what the next three innings looked like. And it's it's just this routine almost. And it's never routine because you saw what happened in the ninth inning for Devin Williams. But that's what elite closers do. And I know we've given him plenty of praises here, and he deserves every bit of it. Sometimes I want to see an outing like that from Devin, not all the time, to prove to himself he can do it. And his stuff's nasty, and you know you got a base hit off the changeup. It might have spooked him a little bit on Eddie Rosario, and Rosario's now 2-for-2 against him. I don't mind that he didn't really attack Acuna because he can't make a mistake against that guy. But Devin, to bear down against a great hitter in Ozzy Albies still, Sometimes when you walk the tightrope and make it over to the other side, you're very comfortable doing it again the next time you have to do it. Well, I think that the first pitch that it bat to Albies was uh, the defining moment, right? He threw 95-mile-an-hour fastball in, down. I mean, if he misses that pitch down and in to Albies, he's probably going to to get a good swing on it. But he painted that pitch on the inner half just to establish and set up that hole at bat. And, you know, obviously he got – Got to the strikeout pitch with two strikes. So, I mean, another, I mean, it was a, a tight wire act tonight, but, you know, you're talking about the Atlanta Braves. And and like you said, I think he looked like he, he saw the ball really well off him and probably made a wise choice. And, you know, those elite pitchers, sometimes they, they know. They know where that, that base is, right? It might not be at, 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 at first base, but, you know, he did have one more open base. He was uh, certainly... I mean, making everybody hold their breath for a while. That's why I just tweeted, exhale. Uh, incredible stuff for the Brewers bullpen once again. So the streak is now 27 and two-thirds innings. I mean, essentially three games they have not allowed a run for the bullpen unit. The pitching is certainly the uh, the first runner-up tonight as far as MVPs of the game. Adrian Hauser was awesome. He gets a no decision, but don't lose sight of the fact that he kept the Brewers in it. And all of a sudden now, I mean... They got a chance to win a series against the best record in baseball tomorrow. And we're going to talk about that in our difference making moment as well. 855 616 1620. Again, 855 616 1620. Simply a good text here from the 262. What an exciting game. Have yourself a debut, Sal, my new favorite Brewer. Yeah, he's going to be a popular pick, that number 10 jersey. We got more to come here on Brewers Extra Inning. Stay with us on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. What a night for the crew. That tightrope act, here's how it sounded from Bob Uecker. Now the pitch. He struck him out. Did he foul Tippett again? Not this time. He struck him out. Blocked by Contreras. And the Brewers with a big finish in the ninth. What a win for the crew. 4-3 to three tonight. Euchre's call right here on WTMJ. Jeff. This is a moment now for the Brewers, before we get to our difference-making moment, that it's fun, it's exciting, it's incredible, but not to be a Debbie Downer. It's one game. you got to somehow enjoy this tonight and then come right back, day game tomorrow, 1-10, and be ready to go again. And Julio Tehran's on the mound against Bryce Elder. I mean, this is going to be a good matchup for a rubber game. You somehow have to enjoy it just for another few hours and then come right back to business tomorrow. This is the hardest part of being a pro, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it, you, you can tell, right? Everything is kind of working. It looks like a playoff series, right? They have good starting pitching. They've got a great lineup. 
the Brewers have good starting pitch. They have a great bullpen. And they have, you know, Mixon was definitely like going to go three for three every day. But he does bring energy and, and, and infuse a little energy into that right field position that's sorely needed, right? And, and don't, don't, don't lose sight of the fact that Trunt was a guy that was with the Braves for many years. I think he was an all-star with them. Uh, and it's always, there's always a little bit more motivation when you, you play against a team that you have a lot of history with. Yeah, he's going to be uh, out there. He really needs a good one to go tomorrow as well. But before we look ahead a little more, let's get let's wrap up tonight. A, a 4-3 win. The difference-making moment, it's brought to you by NX Wealth Management. I mean, this was a nail-biter through and through. What do you have for what sticks out to you tonight, Jeff? Uh, I got two. I got the I got the little punch base hit. I feel like they get him going in his first at-bat that kind of catapult him into his next at-bat. I mean, there's just a lot of confidence. Like, when you get that first ball and you're just floating at first base, you're one for one in a major league baseball game. So you ter- carry that on. It's kind of like climbing that ladder. But when it's your first game, you know, you go 20 rungs up that ladder. So you're playing with a lot of confidence. But my difference-making uh, moment, Monastery hit that ground ball to short. And Arcia, there was a play on Adamas at third. But in those situations, guaranteed out. And, yes, he was out. There was space there. But he was the Adamas got there, and there's a little bit right. It was shielded by the ball. And you got to be a little bit too perfect to make that play. And, and it allowed the Brewers to be first and third and one out and set up the heroics for Freelich. It, it was a moment where if I'm Arcia, the instincts take over and you're thinking, okay, I, oh, man, he's going to third. Let's get the lead guy out. But at the end of the day, you had a guaranteed out at first base. And the situation would have been very different with a man on third and two outs as opposed to now giving the opportunity for a sack fly, which obviously ended up being the difference. And I agree. That is my difference-making moment as well, Jeff, the fact that they couldn't execute that play. And also, let's be honest with each other too here, Jeff. That was, I mean, absolute risk highway robbery. I would not condone Little Leaguers to do what Willie Adamas did there. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than right, and he got the job done. But, man, I was holding my breath like, whoa, okay, okay. It was like one of those moments where, like, oh, no, okay, we're good kind of thing. I don't know, though. It's a slow roller. It's one of those ones, if the ball's, like, straight, if you're, you're taught, if the ball's straight at you and it's not hit hard, like, go to third, like, make the guy make a play. And that's what he did. I mean, see, I was lucky he didn't, he didn't throw the ball, you know, into the dugout or off the – off the netting that they have now there. But, you know, even Arcia, it's, it's interesting, right? It's a little, he's kind of set back on the ball. And even like as a bat, you know, when he had a chance to, to, to get the tying run in, it's just those swings, it's just like, it's either sink or swim, right? Just he's swinging for the fences. And so, uh, anyway, I know that he's coming home against the Brewers as well. So you never know. I mean, these guys aren't robots out there. And I don't think Adamus's instincts were wrong. And I don't think Arcia's instincts were wrong. But at the same time, you know, you got to know when, when to get the shirt out. It's uh, certainly been uh, an interesting series for Orlando being back again here in Milwaukee for the second straight season as a visitor, but that was certainly a massive play in this one. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. NXWealth.com. On, on a grander scale here, the Brewers win an epic game, and it was so much fun. But seeing the Reds go final earlier, they beat the Diamondbacks again. The Brewers remain a game and a half up, which means that 
They are guaranteed to start the series on Monday, still in first place in the division. And as as I said at the start of this this week, in this hard week of baseball the Brewers had ahead of them, if the Brewers are only going to win two games out of six against the Braves, I don't think anybody can complain about that. But now you have an opportunity to take a series at home and against the best team, and you've got a solid arm on the mound, you've got a ready-to-go bullpen. The Brewers... That might go all hands on deck type of day tomorrow to try to, man, this could be a game that really, really is a puzzle piece, monumental, marquee game for them, an opportunity to really feel like a playoff game in July. Man, Don, you should be selling tickets. Uh, no, I don't I don't really think that. I think that it's just every baseball, every team is just, they take every game as it comes. You know, I remember... Uh, Clinton. Game of the year, Cirillo, you're in it. You know, I'm like, I'm like, well, sure, we're just, it's like the 30th game of the season. It's like, yeah, the, that day is the biggest game of the year. So uh, every game is important. I don't think that it, they're going to come to the park doing anything, anything special because the Braves are in town. I think that the, the game will dictate the way it is, and Craig Council is a mastermind when it comes to uh, managing a baseball game. And let me leave you with this too and, and your thoughts on just reacting to this I I had this thought in the middle of the game today and even yesterday and we talked about it too that the Brewers fought yesterday they came within one swing of tying the game yesterday and you know aside from a bad two innings from Freddie Peralta they went toe-to-toe with the Braves yesterday and then today they went toe-to-toe with them for the entire game and personally I tweeted this as well I don't care what happens next the Brewers despite everything injuries rookies Underperformances, they are absolutely threats with their pitching staff. They have gone toe-to-toe with baseball's best yet again tonight. And whether or not you win tomorrow, this is a series that you hang your hat on and say, you know what, it's in there. And you can always tap into that because you're about to enter the dog days. And you know what the dog days feel like, Jeff. When you're in August and you can see the finish line and then September comes around and games start to really matter again, this is when you dig deep and find out what you're made of, and I think the Brewers are really proving to themselves they are a worthy contender in this league, and they should be adding here in 10 days' time at the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, the reason they call it the dog days of August is because you're tired. It's obviously the hottest part of the time in the summertime, but it's because you can't see that window at the end, right? You know when players start to look at the fantasy football sheets and start maybe doing drafts for fantasy football in the NFL. But until then, you know, there's many, many games. But I will tell you this. You know, if I was playing for the Brewers, if I was playing third base at this point, it wouldn't matter who was up in the bullpen and who came through those doors right now in the bullpen because that's how much confidence I would have in any guy that, uh, that Craig turned to. It's been a fun series, and we get to react to one more game with you tomorrow. Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. Man, what a night. Go look at your uh, your first big league hit baseball. Or go take a look at your jersey and things of that nature to, to feel what Sal is feeling tonight. What a night for the kid. Yeah, I, I don't think I have my jersey anymore, but uh, I'll go look at the ball. love it love it jeff cerillo on the program we'll talk to you again tomorrow my friend the brewers win this one four to three we got more to come on wtmj after this welcome back to brewers extra innings 
Right now, it's time for Who's Hot? It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. And their sale is currently extended. You can get up to $1,000 off a Dykin Furnace or AC unit. That's through the end of the month. And financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Okay, the easy pick would be Sal Freelich, and it wouldn't be the wrong pick. It would be a great pick, quite frankly. But I want to go a little deeper here. I want to go with a unit that's been very, very important for the last few days of the Brewers. If you notice who's been getting it done as of late, it's been the bottom half of the order. And this is really going back to... Uh, Wednesday's win against the uh, the Phillies, and, and even Thursday, it was really all of their offense there, too. Or Tuesday, I should say. So since Tuesday, the Brewers, six, seven, and eight hitters, and this is including tonight, are hitting 274 with a 365 on base percentage. They've also uh, got five doubles, They have driven in seven runs. They have 10 walks and only 13 strikeouts. They have done their job and then some in the last few days. They've been great, and they are certainly an easy pick for who's hot. Sal Freelich batted batted sixth tonight. Obviously, the three hits for him. Don't lose sight of Owen Miller getting a clutch double in tonight's game and a run scored. Bryce Terang had uh, an RBI and a walk. He put the ball in play. Bryce Perkins, another RBI. He was one for three. The bottom of the order has been getting it done. And obviously tonight's all about Sal Freelick, but don't lose sight of what that bottom half has done. We've talked a lot about Sal, and in case you missed it earlier here on WTMJ, uh, Jeff Levering got a chance to finally chat with Sal right here after a, a, a debut to remember and then some. Here's Jeff and Sal from earlier tonight. What, what is going through your mind right now? I mean, yeah, it's it's a really good feeling. Um, even better that we that we got the win at the, at the end there, which was great. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I could have mapped out a, a better first game for myself and, and the team. So, I'm really excited to get back to work tomorrow. I mean, a lot of firsts today. First big league hit. You made a couple of great defensive plays. The go ahead RBI sacrifice fly in the eighth inning. I mean, what what else? What else could you have accomplished today? Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely nice to get a lot of the first out of the way early. Um, I think it just allows you to settle in a little more. So, especially in that first at bat, um, getting that first knock definitely allowed me to uh, kind of settle in there the rest of the game. What was it like after the ball game? Of course, you get interviewed, you get doused. You're probably still soaking wet as we speak. And then you had an opportunity. We were just watching it from the press box to embrace with your family that's here today. Yeah, I mean, um, kind of speechless. It's it's it's. You know that's kind of why you play the game and, and making people proud and family proud and seeing them there all smiles and rooting for me um there's really no better better feeling in the world so you had dad with you you had sister with you i believe brother as well mm-hmm. with you today yep i had them. mom's at home with the dog for for the uh for the night but she'll be here tomorrow um and i had some friends fly out as well so um it was a great great group here 
Uh, and just an incredible moment for you to, to soak all of this in. I know we talked before the game about how you found out you are going to the big leagues. I mean, Uke said it on the broadcast, and I'm so glad Uke had all of the calls for all of your hits today, the sack fly, all the catches. Like, it's, it's a Uke highlight reel <laughs> for you, which is awesome. That's the way it's supposed to be. But for you, this is a storybook type of type of thing. I mean, what? there are no more chapters other than riding this thing out the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean... Um I came up here wanting to win games, and, and it's and it's great being on a, on a team in a playoff push. So, I mean, the ultimate goal is World Series, um, and it's great to get you know some individual stuff out of the way and, and have a great game. But I'm gonna go to sleep and wake up and do it again tomorrow. So, um, the more we can win baseball games, and um, I guess the more personal achievements will just will just happen with those. So, definitely definitely here to win. I joked a little bit with Uke in the ninth inning. I, I said, "Do you think he's gonna be in the lineup tomorrow?" <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but um, I guess that's not up to me. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to prod uh, Craig Council. I'm going to steal one of your lines before I let you go and say, hey, if you don't have butterflies when you go play the game, I don't want you on my team. <laughs> yep. It's perfect, man. Enjoy the butterflies. Congratulations on a big day. Thank you so much. You got it. That's Sal Freelick joining us in perfect timing for us to say goodnight on this Saturday. Well, we're not saying goodnight. Don't worry. Jeff Levering, that was earlier today here on uh, WTMJ on their post game for the network. So, Fun night for Sal. We're going to hear from uh, Craig Council coming up next. I mean, what more is there to say about this one? Brewers win 4-3. to three. I, I see a few texts here on a text line. I'll get to you guys. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. What a night for the crew. They win this one by a final of 4-3. to three. A couple of texts, 855-616-1620 from Mike in Colorado. No question, the biggest win of the season. Hats off to Craig Council, Hauser, and the rest. Remarkably a fantastic debut from Sal Freelich. Let's hope he continues to be a spark for the rest of this team heading into August and September. I no longer have the feeling of doom when the crew has fallen behind on the scoreboard. Let's hope it stays that way. Go Brewers. Mike in Colorado. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you for texting in. Another one here from Tomas in McQuanago. Could Keston be a DH? And that's obviously going to be a question that's heard a lot. Uh, Jesse got the walk and he scored the tying run. Didn't have much else to write home about today. And I don't think we see Keston as a DH until after the trade deadline. The Brewers are going to be figuring out what they can acquire, and that certainly impacts playing time at the DH spot, depending on what they're able to get. So, that's something to keep an eye out for. I think we could see Keston at some point after the trade deadline, but I think the last two weeks have just confirmed, you know, with Rowdy going down for an extended period of time and Winker's slump, that we're not going to see Keston until after the trade deadline, unless in case the Brewers get something they can really get excited about externally. Because let's be fair, they also know what they have when it comes to uh, Keston Hira. Uh, right now, let's hear from the manager quickly. Here's what Craig Council had to say about tonight's win. Get that loaded up for you here. Hit it on the wrong play button. Stay with me. Stay with me. Come on, I got the play button. You wanted some offense from right field. <laughs> I mean, you can't expect a night like he had, can you? No, I mean, I think it's it's you know it's a night that kind of lifts everybody up, and just the just the guys in the dugout were um, you know were so energized by it, and the crowd was energized by it. Um, man, it was a special night. Um, you know that that's. 
that's just a heck of a game in the big leagues. It's going to take a while to top that game in the big leagues. Probably going to take them a long time because that, that was a heck of a baseball game. That's so. The, ele- the elements of it too, you know, the, the the way he got the hits, the defense, um, the, the contact to get the the winning run in. That's it's kind of the the full picture of Sal as a player, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I think you know he, he didn't leave any. He showed us everything tonight, <laughs> um, and then he did. You know, the things that he's good at and the reason that he's here and the reason why he was the first-round pick, and those are, you know, he put it all on display tonight. The speed he showed to track that ball, Marcy in the six, is that just part of his game, just the way he's able to kind of track? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he continues to improve it in outfield. He, he obviously runs very good, and so he's going to cover a lot of ground. Um, but, you know, I mean, to make, you know, it's often difficult, I think, for young outfielders coming to Major League Parks, just coming to new parks um, and, and playing with the wall. We've seen a lot of, you know, it's hard. Um, so for, you know, I just think he's got a little bit of a mentality that's going to go all out and he, he went for it and made a heck of a play. Just what this bullpen has meant during this last month or so, they have to like 27 and two-thirds straight scoreless innings. Just how critical has that been for you to be able to shift teams down that to the tip or yeah, They've been great. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's it's a, it's a huge number. I mean, that's just a big number. It's nine, eight games, nine games. Um, you know, it's, it's an incredible number right now. They're they're obviously they're a huge reason why we're why we're winning baseball games. You've talked about like enjoying watching Devin compete in those innings. Was that like an ultimate compete inning? Yeah, I mean, he just you know he's just his savvy, his intelligence out there, his. Um, when to when to be aggressive, when to be on the edges. Uh, he knows exactly what he's doing with every single pitch, um, and it was you know, it was on display tonight for sure. Hauser, I don't know if he can even be mad at himself at the, the no, location of homer. That was Adrian's best start of the year. I know he gave up a three-run homer, but it was a very good pitch. Just a, a really good hitter. You know, got him unfortunately with some men on base, but the rest of the night was um, you know, it was. Big, big strikeout night for him, and um, he, he pitched really, really well. When you're facing a guy like Riley and you see him do that, you know, what do you, what is a pitcher supposed to do? You, 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 I mean, there's a tip your cap part of it. The other guy's trying to get you, and a good player got you. Um, you know, that's all you can do. Move on to the next pitch and, and put up zeros, and that's that's what Adrian did. What was working for Adrian in that start? Yeah, I mean, his fastball is good tonight. Um, you know, I thought early in the game you saw, you know, backdoor to right-hander, glove side to right-handers and in the lefties. I thought that was a really good pitch. When he's when he's hitting that pitch with his sinker, um, it, it makes it really tough for the hitters. And, and I thought early on he, he hit that pitch and then he threw some good off-speed for strikes, just enough off-speed for strikes. But that backdoor sinker, when that's going, that makes it really tough on the right-handers. It was a heck of a night for Adrian Hauser. He gets a no decision, but 10 strikeouts, tying a career high. All right, let's relive it coming up next. Highlights from a Brewers 4-3 victory. There were a lot in this one. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Adrian Hauser getting the start against the big league debut with Alan Winans. And then the Brewers got news before the game that a debut of their own. Sal Freelich, the number two prospect in the organization, making his major league debut tonight. Batting sixth, 
and playing right field, the hit collector, appropriately nicknamed. Bouncer, left side, that's going to be his first major league hit. Easily, they're on their feet for Sal Freeland. Why not? Absolutely. Pay attention to the crowd as it grows in this one. Bob Eucher's calling his first hit. However, in the uh, third inning, the Braves would open the scoring a three-run homer off Adrian Hauser from Austin Riley. It was his 22nd of the year, so the Brewers would have to play catch-up, and they started small in the fifth, starting with a single from Sal Freelich. He went first to third on a double from Owen Miller. Second and third, a sack fly from Terrain got the Brewers on the board, and the bottom of the order providing again with Blake Perkins. Now the 1-1 delivery. Swinging a base hit to right. Here comes Owen Miller to score. And Perkins knocks it a run with a solid base hit to right. All of a sudden, it was a one-run game, and Adrian Hauser was finding his groove. He was getting plenty of strikeouts despite allowing the home run. That would be the only extra base hit of the night for the Braves. In fact, through five, he had nine strikeouts, but he needed a little help from his defense in the sixth and the new guy, Sal Freeland. Here comes Hauser, swinging on a fly ball hit to right, but playable on the warning track, and caught. A leaping grab by Freeland, right up against the wall, went up and pulled it down, and takes an extra base hit away from Marcelo Zuna. Well, that wasn't the only great play he made in the frame. How about two batters later? And the pitch. Swinging and a fly ball hit to right center. It is going to be Freilich again with another leaping catch up against the wall. Down he goes. He hangs on. And he says, I'm all right. What's the big deal? Great stuff from him, uh, from Freilich making the plays on defense. But, hey, the Brewers still had a job to do. They were still down. 3-2, to two. so how do you respond? Of course he's going to come up in the bottom of the sixth inning after making some epic plays. Let's get another first out of the way. How about your first RBI? New sign and Tonkin running. Freelick base hit to left. Here comes the tie run. And Sal Freelick is having a storybook night tonight. You cannot write it any better than he just did. Three for three at that point. His RBI ties the game. It scored Jesse Winker. Then it was in the hands of the bullpen. Piguero, a leadoff walk to Michael Harris. Quickly erased. Harris takes off the 1-0. Swing a line drive. Caught by Adamas. They're going to get a double play out of it. It's Adamas running right at Harris. Instead, flips to Miller. It's a double play. That was huge. He faced the minimum in the seventh. Pioms would also have a 1-2-3 eighth. And in the bottom of the eighth, the rally started. A Willie Adamas double down the left field line to get the things going. Winker would strike out. Monasterio hit a ground ball to short that Willie decided to charge for third on. He got there on a poor throw from Arcia. So now the stage is set for Sal Freelich. Men on the corners, one out. You got to elevate one out of the infield. What does he do? Jimenez deals, swinging a liner to right. It's going to be caught. Here comes the throw. Here comes the runner, and he's in there. The ball got by Murphy. It was a 100-mile-an-hour throw from Ronald Acuna Jr., but Willie Adamas, with his fastest dash of the year, dives home to score the go-ahead run. In the ninth, Devin Williams would get the assignment. 
He struck out Ozuna to start the inning. Rosario knocked a single, but then the pinch runner, Forrest Wall, stole two bases in the span of two pitches, so he's on third base. Williams responds by striking out Arcia, so they're one out away, but he walked Michael Harris on four pitches, and he walked Ronald Acuna Jr. on five to load the bases with two outs. Ozzie Albies, the last chance. Now the pitch. Hayes struck him out. Did he foul Tippett again? Not this time. He struck him out. Blocked by Contreras. And the Brewers with a big finish in the ninth. What a win. Four to three the final. They'll go for the series tomorrow. What a night. Game of the year here in Milwaukee. We'll wrap up the program after this on WTMJ. On Welcome Back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, a few more minutes on the program here. Just get you the upcoming schedule for the Brewers and uh, the broadcast schedule. Tomorrow we are on the air at noon. I've got you covered for Brewers warm-up. There'll be plenty more Sal Freelich reaction, uh, some other clubhouse reaction too, and uh, some thoughts from around the crew. And what a night as they'll go for a series win. Julio Tehran gets the ball at 110. Network coverage will take over at uh, 1240 as uh, the Brew crew, man, they've got a, a heck of an opportunity to, or excuse me, 1235 for network coverage. Apologies for those five minutes. But, uh, They've got a heck of an opportunity tomorrow to win a series against the best team in uh, baseball. And furthermore, they've already guaranteed that they're going to be in first place when the Reds come to town. And now they can maybe get some help from the Diamondbacks and still be back up to two and a half games and win a series against the Braves. But like we said, you've got an opportunity, and let's see if you can really run out there and take it. Quick odds and ends here, though. Some updates for you. Quick update down in uh, the minor leagues as the big rehab outing of Brandon Woodruff, by all accounts, went with flying colors. Struck out four batters against three scoreless innings, even touched 97 miles an hour. Now, he is scheduled to make his next outing, scheduled subject to change, of course, Thursday, July 27th, and that will be in Appleton. Uh, a rehab assignment. By the way, the Brewers are off on Thursday. So if you want to take a drive up and go see the ballpark, get yourself some tickets, see the next generation of Brew Crew, I would encourage you to check out the ballpark. And another note down on the farm as well tonight, the uh, AA Biloxi Shuckers got to have the AA debut of Jacob Mizorowski, flamethrowing right-hander for the crew. He went four innings, four hits, four runs, all earned, four walks, and five strikeouts for Mizorowski. But that's not the only story. Tyler Black stays white hot. He went two for six with a home run and two runs batted in. Jackson Churio went three for five with a triple tonight as well. Churio by month has been absolutely ridiculous. Churio now in June hit 250, but in July hitting 385 with a 1080 OPS. So the farm is looking darn good for the freshman. Freelick's up. Weimer's been up, Terang's been up, Mitchell's been up, injured right now, and now Freelich has arrived. The last guy featured on the freshman to be uh, added in would be Jackson Churio, and he's only 19 years old. When you wonder if the Brewers are going to trade for Shohei Otani, and you see the talent they have in this farm system, and what they've got coming, 
Nah, they're excited to have these kids up in the crew for a very long time. That's going to do it for us tonight. Man, I, I need a... I think I need an old-fashioned, man. Holy cow, what a night. The Brewers win 4-3. to three. I'll be back on your radio at noon tomorrow with Brewers warm-up. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo and to Matt Sossler, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Good night. What a night. Have yourself a night, Sal Freelich. Brewers win 4-3. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, keep on swinging.